This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Olive Podcast. Each week we ask our favourite chefs, cookie writers and characters from the food scene to reveal their top three cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts to help make your time in the kitchen truly effortless. Okay, I'm back again with Gerd Loyle and he's going to share his top three kitchen hacks and cheats with us. Um, What have we got, Gerd? Sure. My first one is, um, it's really about when you're cooking with interesting spices that are quite expensive. Things like vanilla, um, certainly things like uh, saffron, and even things like, you know, cardamom and cinnamon if you're buying expensive things. And it's something that I was taught recently is that the best way to extract flavour from those um, is to actually use a tablespoon of vodka. Um, because what it does is it brings out all of the kind of flavour volatiles in those things, particularly with things like vanilla and saffron, and mm-hmm. they uh, and it extracts the optimal amount of flavour from them, um, and it can really just absolutely just it will blow your mind the amount of flavour you get from saffron really? in particular. Yeah, when you use when you use a tablespoon of uh, vodka, and also the vodka brings out some of the delicious colour as well. So I always taught traditionally, I was taught to infuse saffron into hot milk because yeah. the fat the fats in the milk actually pull it out but actually vodka does 10 times what milk does and um and has absolutely changed my cooking you can use a couple of threads of saffron with a tablespoon of vodka and have that real punch of saffron flavor and also oh. vanilla as well yeah um, and then what kind of, so i'm guessing with saffron cuz um vodka's a, a very neutral spirit isn't it so i guess absolutely. What, in cooking it would just um evaporate and you'd just yeah, be left a, with the a, absolutely that the, the, the alcohol would generally evaporate um i guess not if you're going to then put that into something like a salad dressing but right. i can hugely recommend a saffron vodka and lime and olive oil saffron uh, salad dressing it's delicious so it's not not necessarily a bad thing that the alcohol uh doesn't evaporate yeah it's it's kind of the the method that they i'm guessing they probably i mean i mean i know they use that for gin to like Mm. you know to get the botanicals out you would distill yeah but also like things like I, i think um in um perfume making yeah, you, your sort of aromatics would be dissolved first in in some totally. kind of like spirit or some kind of like neutral spirit. Um, it's that it's, it's exactly it's that whole idea of extraction and bringing extraction into the kitchen effectively. Yeah, but in quite a simple way. Yeah. And then what sort of recipes would you use it in? I guess saffron you could use that in a risotto or something. Absolutely, a risotto. You could use it in cakes, for example. Oh yeah. Um, you know, just just putting a little bit of that um, into. You know, actually, a thing that I absolutely love is um, putting that into rice pudding. 
um, nice. saffron rice pudding yeah. is just totally delicious. Yum. I could eat some of that now. <laughs> okay, on to number two. And this is um, something you learned again. We In the main podcast, we talked a lot about your travels in San Francisco and California. Yeah. Um, and this is something you learned there, which is which is about salting and brining meats. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. So this is um, a trick from the Zuni Cafe in San Francisco, which is a sort of institutional restaurant. Um, there's a chef there called Judy Rogers, who also has a brilliant book. Um, it's interesting with salting and brining because often people think that salting meats early is going to dry them out. Initially, yes, that does happen. The salt draws out the water from the meat. But then what happens next, if you leave it long enough, is that actually osmosis happens in reverse and the salted water on the surface gets absorbed back into the meat. And therefore, what you do is you actually salt the meat from the inside. So it's really interesting that if you if you salt early enough and leave things to brine and leave things to salt, you'll have delicious meat that is tender all the way through and has that sort of salted... Um, flavour all the way through as well. Um, And I think people are a little bit fearful of drying things out and shouldn't be because actually brining and salting early is is often a key to really flavourful meat. Fantastic. And will that work with different sizes of things as well, like from a steak to a joint kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's the same principle. You might just leave things a little bit longer or salt and brine slightly earlier. Um, but I'm a, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a big advocate of brining and salting early. It really just changes the depth of the flavour. What what sort of time frame would you do? Like say would say so you had a nice big steak, like a couple of hours before, do you think? Yeah, I'd say at least two hours before. Yeah. For something like that. Just to give it enough time for that process to actually have happened. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. And the third one, something I love, because it's a it's a nice little um time and waste saving thing, is um is using ice cube trays for savory butters. Talk to us yeah. about them. Absolutely. Yeah, my, my my freezer is full of ice cube trays, but no ice. So I, <laughs> I, you, I've never got ice, but I've always got ice tree um ice cube trays full of things like grated ginger. Um, grated garlic, lemon zest. It's something that whenever I've got anything left over, or actually if I have, even though I haven't got the things left over, I like to have ice cube trays just full of, um, I guess, sort of infused butters. And they could be kind of herb butters, lemon butters. Um, and a butter that I make actually very often is melted butter mixed with a, a chicken stock cube, lemon zest, and then whatever herbs I've got. And it basically just creates this kind of flavour bomb pellet. Um, and I have those, I have. I basically have ice cube trays full of those in my freezer. Wow. Um, and whatever I'm making, you know, whether it's something like a, a bolognese or it could be a curry or something, I'll just pop one of those in and it just mm. lifts the whole thing. Um, it's, I guess it's kind of taking the idea of kind of a stock cube, but creating a fresh one. Yeah. Um, with butter. But um, I think you know, the freezer is absolutely your friend. And I think people don't use them enough. And I just think ice cube trays are the perfect little pellets of flavour to then yeah. add to anything. You've also said um, that you often do things like, and I love this because I was thinking of this the other day, I, I was uh, roasting a, a leg of lamb and it had a lot of fat on that came off it. Yeah, I kind of didn't have anything to do with the fat. Oh, you know, God, I used absolutely. it for a bit on veg, but then you said you actually, you know, if you've got leftover yeah. bacon or chicken fat or yeah, lamb, oh, absolutely. Or beef, that you would you would just put that little, those little blocks of fat into totally. your ice cube tray and keep them. 
And it's Hopefully. such a good idea because yeah. the amount of flavor in there is mm. incredible as well. That re And rendering down does take time. So if you're doing like a slow roast yeah. and you find yourself with a nice little jug of fat, then pouring that in there. I never ever let bacon fat go anywhere. <laughs> I will always, I know it sounds slightly horrible, but I actually, one of the things I love doing, and I have, I literally have a pink bacon fat ice tray in my freezer. I actually love making bacon fat parathas because they're so delicious. <laughs> And it just adds that bacony element to parathas. Um, but for me, yeah, it's absolutely that, you know, that's the fat is where all the flavour is. So yeah. um, never throw it away. Use your freezer. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Three really brilliant tips there. Good. Um, thanks again for coming to chat to us today. No problem. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. Do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.